What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of RFM Radio. This episode, this particular one that you're listening to right now, mm-hmm, it is 216, not 215, because that was the previous episode. This is 216, and the information today is going to be part of a two-part series. I'll get into that in a moment, but before I do, need to take just a brief moment here to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University. Now, American Sentinel University, I know I've been talking about this, but you really need to know this. This The classes are 100% online and giving you that flexibility because you know what? You need to fit those studies around your work, around your life, around the controlled chaos that you might be having. Uh, and maybe it's not controlled chaos. I don't know. But for many of us out there with families, with kids, and all these other obligations out there, having that flexibility is amazing. For those that are looking to get an A, that you have your ADN and you're looking to get your baccalaureate degree, your BSN, American Sentinel University is an accredited nursing degree program for RNs that already have associate degrees in nursing. And here's the thing, you have your associate degree, you get in there and you can get your BSN in about 10 months. 10 months. I mean, that's like a blink of an eye. And for those additional degree programs that they have, the MSN and going into the DNP, depending on what your prereqs are and what it looks like, looks like you could be finishing that in as little as 18 months. You can head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more. And of course, I'll probably be mentioning more of the degree options that they have at the end of the show. Anyway, speaking of today's show, what we need, what did I already say? Well, what I started to say is that this is a two-part series. This is part one. And we wanted to, of course, let you know or remind you, actually, that uh, for for those listeners, that is, that we will, myself, Keith, and Elizabeth, will be at the NNBA conference in Las Vegas October 14th, actually, because that's our pre-con all the way through the 16th. And we're actually doing a pre-con on podcasting. Now, of course, you know, maybe you don't want to start a podcast or maybe you're a little bit interested. All I really need to let you know is that we've got this pre-con on October 14th, 2016. Details are in the show notes and link will be in the app so that you can get to where you need to to find out more. But if you really are curious about starting a podcast, I'm not kidding you. We have been from point A to point Z and back to A and Z again. So we literally are here to help flatten the learning curve. There are probably so many of you who may have embarked on this path. You've wanted to start it. Maybe you've already started, but you don't feel you feel like you've got a rough start. We're going to be helping you with that. So again, part of this part one and part two is that we're going to be breaking certain things down briefly. That is because at the conference, we're going to be going into deep detail, a deep dive there. So why don't we get into this show, and for those listeners who might not think this podcasting episode would be relevant to them, you might change your mind after you listen to it. I'm the crazy, I'm the crazy one running around. You're a child. The, the AD, You're I, the am, crazy, I am a child. You're a crazy middle child. I am very much a child. So, uh, Boy, I'm right. glad we're recording this conversation. This is one for posterity. Yes, yes. It, this it is, is. This is one for like R and FM radio outtakes. It is. Loop. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even need to be a blooper. We can just roll. We should through. have a blooper sh- episode sometime. Well, well, we're talking about podcasting today, so this is how we get into it. We get into our little rhythm, and we enjoy ourselves, and then we get to the meat of the show. Get in the rhythm of the night. Just- oh, well, yeah, there we go. All right, well, a little Eldebarge. For the meat now. Yeah, let's go for the meat. So what is the meat of podcasting? And 
You know, what we need to do today, uh, because the three of us have been, well, the three of us as the hosts anyway, there's many of you out there that are listening. We do need to preface that this is a two-part series in podcasting, and we do feel that this is going to be relevant for all audiences, but it also is a way to educate individuals who are not listening to podcasts or don't know much about podcasting. And you may ask, well, then how are they listening to you? Ah, well, guess what? I was just thinking, who are they? Then wait a minute. It's me. (laughs) Yeah. So what what is happening here is that, you know, Elizabeth is putting herself out there is that she's not, she's not, we got to get her dialed in. She's producing podcasts and she's got a great show and we'll talk about that later. But there are many of you who aren't even listening to a podcast. So the way you might be listening to this is an embedded audio file on one of our platforms that you just happened upon or that we put out there into the ethers and you picked up on it. So one, hopefully we will draw some interest that podcasting is a great platform to consume media. We'll talk about that. And then also for the ones that are listening, our devoted listeners now, again, you might feel like, oh, we're going to do a rundown of just all this dry, boring stuff about podcasting. No, because it can be relevant to you as to whether you want to continue listening to podcasts and then segue, pivot into potentially creating your own podcast. That's we, what I was we, thinking. That's yeah, right. Because yeah. you know, I think something some people don't realize is that starting a podcast is super easy and it doesn't have to even cost much money at all. So you don't have to be like an NPR podcast from the get-go. You can be pretty down and dirty, homegrown podcast, and you could launch tomorrow if you decided to. Yeah, and I think as far as platforms are concerned, I don't think that there are many platforms, except for like if you're microblogging on, say, Twitter or doing stuff on Instagram or something social like that, it, it even creating a blog takes a few more steps. Now, of course, we don't want to dilute the the importance of blogging, but we do want to showcase the fact that there are, well, and we'll get into you know the why of podcasting because I, I want to save those numbers for later because I'm, okay. I'm really excited about those numbers and we need to share those with the audience. Um, but yes, we we definitely, I don't know, where, where are we going to take this? Because people know who we are as far mm-hmm. as like, I'm me, well, the four exactly. or five of us, you know. <laughs> Who we are as humans, but what about as podcasters? Yeah, well, so why? I mean, because for some of you, you've been listening to RNFM Radio for, are we in our fifth season? Yeah. Coming into? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got, a, we've got a pretty deep history with podcasting and, and where we started uh, podcasting. And you could still call blog, blog Talk Radio podcasting but where we started and how long we've been doing this. So don't worry, Elizabeth, we won't go back to that 2011 Twitter communication. But, you know, <laughs> the conversation. But, yeah, back, way back, you know. But <laughs> what we want to showcase here, the reason why you're listening to the podcast, obviously we're, we're providing you with this rich content in a, in a way that it's easy, easily consumable. And again, we'll talk about that. But, but again, why? I mean, how many shows have we done? This is... We're in the 200s now. Yeah, we're, we're edging towards 220. And Kevin, you've done a bunch yourself. I'm on number 70 of my show. And Elizabeth is way up there in her show. So we have probably over 300 shows between all of us. Well, and I just want to say for myself, and it doesn't have to happen for everyone like this. Podcasting mm-hmm. for me, but 
it started when I was a, a very young boy. And, and it, did, it wasn't successful, but I think it was an inkling into my desire to want to pivot into podcasting as an adult. But I remember getting one of those Radio Shack build-your-own-radio kits. And mm-hmm. all I wanted to do is not consume the content. I wanted to talk to people. Was this a ham radio? Well, it was, it was kind of hamish, yes. It was kosher. Um, it was kosher. Um, and, and, well, yeah, well, it ended up being baloney. Because what happened was I was trying to figure out how to cross wires and undo things. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tinker. And so I like to tinker with those things. And I ended up, I think, frying the board uh, because I wanted to figure out a way to plug in a microphone so I could actually be on the radio myself and talk. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out so well. But what I we're see. doing today is working out great. So you're, 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 you're a tinkerer. And I was, I was, I, I love how you just said that. Cause I was like, holy cow, I've been podcasting since I was about 10 then, because yeah. my sister and I used to, when we go on vacation to Cape May, New Jersey, we used to like create a program and put it on for our parents in the living room. And if, if we had guests over, so we'd go to the library, we'd do all this research on topics and then we like put it out there as these like newscasters. Like we always were doing the news. So nice. I was hosting some kind of program without, you know, without the technology. <laughs> That's, I would love to see photographs of that. And from my perspective, I always wanted to be a DJ cause I've loved music my whole life since being a, a, you know, early preteen. So you know, I always wanted to have my own FM show and say, you know, this is Crazy Keith coming to you from 117.5 FM, you know, something like that. So <laughs> I always wanted to do that. And I, I finally have had my opportunity to get on the radio. So no, apparently it, the three of us love to hear our own voices. Now, just kidding. <laughs> that's right. true. So but see, Kevin, that's but, what people get. They need to get over that fear because like, oh, my gosh, I hate the way I sound. You know, but wasn't that cool? Like when you like were tape recording things or recording your voice, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, do I really sound like that?" My kids even do that. Like, yeah, I remember that when we were at your house, them listening in the van, like, "Oh my goodness, my voice." (laughs) Yes, yeah, and like when I've done their vlog and stuff, they're like, "I can't believe I sound like that." Like, well, you do anyway. Sorry. Well, before we digress any further, I just wanted to say that. For me, podcasting has become now in the 21st century, it's like this democratization of audio journalism that you don't have to get a slot on a local or regional radio station to be able to reach an audience. You can podcast directly from your computer. Uh, You could podcast from an iPhone if you don't even own a computer. So it's like citizen journalism now. So if you have something to say, You don't have to go out and buy a radio kit and put it together from Radio Shack. And you don't have to try to get a contract with a radio station. You can become your own radio station in the matter of minutes if you decide to do it. So I just wanted to say there's this democratization and that anyone out there who has a message now has a medium to do it lickety split. Interesting. Can we go into then, now that we know everybody and anybody can have a voice, which is Wow, quite empowering. The history of podcasting, like Kevin, before we got on air, was telling us back in the 1800s. No, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about the background because for me, I didn't, you know, I don't know anything about it. Well, Kevin, circle around, kids. Let's right. get around the fire here. No, Grandpa um, Kevin, you have 120 seconds to do so. I do. I do. 
Well, what we really need to define is what a podcast is, and this is on demand. And so we are in an on demand world uh, via Hulu and Netflix and through Apple TV or Roku or whatever. We want content when we want it because we don't always have the availability, the bandwidth to be around when things are live. And that's the convenience of a podcast. So this literally is an on-demand, audio-only file. And some of you might say, well, I do a video podcast, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the audio-only. You can stream this via your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, or, and we, when we mean streaming, is you're just pulling it in as, as the data is being consumed, or you just download it to a hard drive or, an mm-hmm. S, or a, you know, a card or something like that, some, some device that has memory that holds that in, and then you consume it when you need it. And so podcasting, there's a lot of things being thrown around as far as, is it pod because of iPod? Well, you know, a lot of people would argue that's kind of where the name came from, but then others would say, you know, around 2004 and even before that, that podcast was actually mentioned in, I believe it was The Guardian, like a newspaper. I'd have to look that up, but it was actually even that predates the iPod. So some would say, yeah, it's because the iPod and Apple somehow got in their way to, to, to trademark that or copyright, and they didn't, um, but to really push that out. But I think, you know, pod being a way that it, it, it's a way to, to take it with you or to consume it when you need it. And so mm-hmm. a podcast is an audio stream uh, that you get on demand. And you can right. do it, again, via platforms on your computer, on your smartphone, or on your tablet. So it can be done from your desk or your living room couch or your kitchen or your bathroom. And yes, lots of big platforms like NPR and The New Yorker and everybody else, everybody and their mother basically has a podcast now, especially a lot of big businesses. But lots of us little people have gone out there because it's a great way to reach an audience. So it's become a pretty simple way to get a message out. Well, it is. And so I wanted to to share this statistic with the individuals out there that are listening to this who may have a blog or may have a vlog, a video blog or some type of platform. I just, and you two already know this, so I'm sorry I spoiled it. I wanted to surprise you, but I can't anymore. I'll be surprised. <gasps> I forgot. Really? Yeah. So, you know, we looked at our analytics and out of all of our platforms, we found 78%, almost 80% of all of you out there that are consuming the 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 information that we're providing is through a smartphone. Oh my goodness. 78%. Okay. I'll, I'm surprised I'll pay you later or whatever. That was, (laughs) that was great. So now is that uh 78% of our readers and listeners or are you saying just our listeners? That's everything. Oh my goodness. (laughs) She, I can't get enough of her. The enthusiasm is just off the hook. And, um, in vaudeville, that would be called a shill. You you plant a shill in the audience, and that person laughs at your jokes. You know, stuff like that. So actually, what we need to do at this moment, from an editing standpoint, I'll put in a laugh track or something in there. You know, just right. to just to put that in for for the sitcom Elizabeth, stuff. I'm the shill scala. That's right. Well, and so you know what this really makes me think of because I know you two and many of you out there listening might say to yourself, yeah. Because I I'm I've been touting the whole smartphone and mobile access to to the the interwebs like for a long time, and some of you might like, yeah, but that's you, Kevin. You're you're very tech savvy that way. 
you get the content on the go, but 78% of you are also with me in that same boat. That poor boat, I think, is sinking now, or it's tipping over. I need to, like, not, not, to, not gonna put a man overboard or anything, but still. There are a lot of us out there that are consuming all of this content on our mobile devices, i.e. our smartphones. So I'm a, I won't go into the iOS versus the Android, but Please. what we did find out was just that almost 80% of you are viewing all of our written content, all of our social media platforms, and the podcast from a smartphone. So what does that mean to people out there who are thinking, hmm, podcasting might be in my future? Well, I think what that can mean is that, and, and especially for those who have a blog, let me also throw another quick number out there. I believe the number of blogs is somewhere around 150 to 160 million blogs, somewhere in that vicinity. And compare that to around 250,000 active, like active podcasts, ones that are, you know, kind of going and churning and regularly, you know, scheduling things and, and launching things like we do at RNFM Radio. And mm-hmm. so when you think about the white space there, one, all the potential you have to reach an audience and that it's not so inundated with so much because 150, 160 million blogs versus 250,000 podcasts, you know, that's a huge like swing. So when we talk about white space in a business or, you know, a platform that we're trying to get some attention or put some information out rather, I think that's a great exchange when you're saying like, yeah, but that's already been done like over and over and over again. The chances of that being done is a lot slimmer when it comes to podcasting versus a blog. In those but what terms. about, let me ask a question, just kind of play devil's advocate because I'm curious. What about then listeners versus readers? Meaning if there's, you know, millions of blogs and millions of people know how to access blogs, which is you look it up, you read it, da, da, da. Like if it's coming up when you, you know, you go to Google, you search your search engine thing and then blah, 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 things are coming in and it's blog posts. Like how many times does a podcast come up in the search that then someone's like, oh, I should listen instead of read. And do uh-huh. people, is there a large enough amount of people that know they can listen instead of read? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I was, no? Just, I was just kidding. Like you put me on the spot or something. Like, like you, like you tripped me up. Man, or something, you just man. ruined. You just ruined everything. I, I know. I, I Forget know. it, guys. Go back to reading. No, I'm just curious. I mean, I think before you answer, my thought would be, you know, as more and more people are on mobile devices. I always see people walk around with earbuds, so something must be playing in there. And so is it them playing their own songs or is it them playing podcasts or is it them playing interviews or whatever they're playing, you know, so maybe all of the above. Yeah. Well, and what if they just have their earbuds in so you don't talk to them? That's like, oh, yeah, he must be on the phone, so I won't bother him. Yeah, well, that's another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to add a little piece to that, Elizabeth, just to to dovetail with what your question, which is. Say you're a blogger, say you're a nurse blogger, and you've written a really great post about, um, I don't know, uh, evidence bases, the evidence base around the new, new types of reactions to code blues and how to make them more efficient. So you can take that blog post, you can set up your new podcast, and you can basically riff off your blog post and create an audio version of it embedded in your blog post and then there you have two versions of the same piece of content so if someone likes your writing they might think oh i want to hear how this nurse actually talks about this so they click on the link 
download that podcast and then they listen to your audio version of your written blog post. So there's there's ways to capture both audiences and for people who don't want to read or don't have time, they can then get your content on the go, whereas the person who has the time will sit at their couch or on at their desk and read your post. Well, I think what you just mentioned is a great idea because you're training your following to move with you to migrate over to blo- to the podcast. I mean, if they read your blog like you're reading, you're writing and then they say, oh, let me listen to what his voice sounds like or what he has to say and enjoy it and realize, ooh, and I can take this in the car. Then you've, you've kind of like migrated them over to podcasting. So it's like you're training them to listen to it. You are. It's like training wheels. And the thing is that over time, as people are more inundated with data and information and blog posts and articles and tweets and Facebook posts and LinkedIn and everything, they have less and less time to read. We know people are reading fewer books, myself included, because time is of the essence and we have we appear or feel like we have less time to do all of these things. So if you still want to consume the content of content providers who you admire, respect and like, then if they migrate to a podcast, you're like, wow, I don't have to read Keith's blog anymore because I can listen to him instead while I'm doing the laundry and walking the dog. Oh, no. Keith's blog? You're not nah. going away. Okay. <laughs> nah, people still listen to it. But I know there's some people who really can't be bothered to read blog posts anymore because there's too much to read. Well, there there is a lot of information out there. And the, the way people are consuming it, obviously, we, we noted 78% of even reading our content that that's also involved they're, they're also involved in that too but as far as the podcast is concerned we have done the same thing so we're almost at a 10 to 1 so 10 listeners versus one reader of our blog so oh, i was going to ask you if you knew that okay cool yes that, so when you were saying like millions versus thousands my brain was like exploding about the number and i was wondering if you could put it in a ratio so thank you for that 10 to 1 yeah, that's that's for us. And it could be 50 to 1 or 100 to 1. It just really depends. Now, for some of the more popular podcasts, like more of the mainstream podcasts that are hitting on so many different other, I don't know, socioeconomic, demographic, whatever that is, um, for, the, for the larger networks like over at TED or NPR or even NBC, some of the big folks over there, maybe more people are heading over to show notes or accessing that information. But I would still question as to whether those look very similar. Because for us, the the scales tipped, like we were kind of like half and half, and then all of a sudden it was like, boom. Like we were like, oh my gosh, we don't have a ton of readers. And then we were like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we've got more listeners. So I just kind of put that together as the podcast listening, the podcast listens are going up. And to give you mm-hmm. a big number, so for instance, you know, you were talking about reading or searches. So Google searches are something like three and a half billion a day, you know, looking at different sites and blogs and, the, and, and things like that. But how many people are really listening to podcasts? So I, sold, I told you about 250,000 active podcasts right now. So there's anywhere between 50 to 60 million listens a month that are going on from podcasting. That's a lot of listens, com, you know, compared to a 250,000 podcast existence and of course there's a lot of listens yeah yeah there are plenty Mm -hmm. of shows who are maybe only getting four or five listens a week or or a day or whatever that is and then there are those that are getting thousands and tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands so i I realize like it's skewed but at the same time it really tells me 250,000, almost 60 million people listening a month you must like really understand that some time and attention is being spent 
on podcasts mm-hmm. with that kind of comparison. Right. And it's growing. Like something like 20, 20 to 25% year over year. So it's not and just can, the radio in the basement anymore. Not Radio Shack stuff. That's right. And can I add another twist to this, please? Okay, I'm spinning. Okay, start spinning now. Okay. So let's say we already talked about, we've talked about how the fact that podcasts are growing, da 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 da, and you know, people are hopping on board and consuming content that way. A lot of our listeners might be saying, well, you know what? I am not a business person. I don't have a business. I don't have anything to sell. I might have some things to say, but launching a podcast doesn't seem like it would really serve me because I'm a nurse leader or a nurse executive or a clinician. And having a podcast doesn't necessarily seem important to me. However, as a career coach, I would say to some of those people, and I just had a little mini epiphany and my brain is slightly on fire right now, that say you want to do something super out of the box in order to move your career forward as a clinician or a nurse researcher or a nurse educator, and you decide, hmm, I want to do something that's going to get the attention of potential employers and people who might hire me for a position I really want. What if I launched a podcast where I can demonstrate my expertise in a way that I could never really communicate completely in a cover letter, a resume, a LinkedIn profile, and an interview? And what if when I apply for a job, I actually point those potential employers to my podcast. They listen to that podcast and they realize I'm the most awesome nurse they've ever seen and they want to interview me like in an hour. Yeah. I say that a lot in my talks. I tell people, start your own YouTube channel, start your own podcast. Like it'll set you apart from the rest when we're out here, you know, in a marketplace of like, you know, there's a hiring freeze or I can't get this job or that job. So totally agree. I think that's a great point, Keith. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a podcast about that on my show. Well, I think that's good then. And we're done. Okay. No, no, we're not. Good. No, okay, we're bye. not. We're not. We're not. I just wanted to make... <laughs> uh, I am the kid. I really am. I'm the kid here. So what I wanted to mention too is that I remember back in the, the good old days, you know, when the World Wide Web was getting started. And at first people were like, why in the world do I need a website? And then, you know, as, as we entered into the 2000s and like everybody needing a website... I've actually overheard conversations now about someone recommending some platform, some content, and people mm-hmm. asking, do they have a podcast? Wow. So people are actually getting asked, do you have a podcast? Just like they did, like, do you have an email address or do you have a website I can get more information? Wow. Man, yep. I better keep doing my podcast. No, I'm I, I think you should. I think yeah. So it's not a matter. I don't, you know, and there are, I think w- when we went to that 50 to 60 million monthly uh, listens, I think on average, and this is in America, this is in the United States. Those are, those are the stats that I have. But mm-hmm. on average, people in this country, i.e. the U.S., they are listening to an average of four to five podcasts a week. Now, some could be many, many more. Some could be, you know, a couple less or a few less Mm -hmm. or whatever that is. So it's not to say that we're telling people go out and just totally load up on like 50 podcasts to subscribe to and listen to. Although there are plenty of people who do that uh, because this, again, this is on demand. You can listen to it whenever you want, wherever you want. 
And I just, I just need to, to make note that people are starting to ask. Like podcasting is really starting to get into the mainstream. The consumer is starting to use it widely. The businesses, the advertisers, which that'll be for another episode, uh, are talking mm-hmm. about it widely as, as, a, as a viable means to reach people, to gain attention, and to provide, again, that rich content. And to your point, Keith, you were like, it can translate your authenticity and your sincerity can translate through your voice. Like the reader has their own voice in their head when they're reading a blog, say, t- you know, typically so. We, our voices are in their heads right now or in their ears. That could mm-hmm. be a scary proposition right there. We well, that's, that's very heads. true. Yes. That's very true. And you know, when people reach out to me who listen to my podcast, and I do get a lot of outreach these days by email mostly, they, when we hop on the phone or Skype to just talk about coaching or careers or whatever, they already feel like they know me. They have a sense of who I am. And they remark about how my presence on the phone is pretty much the same as how I am on my podcast. So even though I'm 100% inauthentic in all aspects of my life, they have this sense that I'm a very authentic person and they're getting, I'm just kidding, and they're getting what... What, what <laughs> and they're getting what they what they thought they would be getting. So it's also a way to to create this sense of connection that people might not really have through your blog, no matter how personalized and branded your blog might be. Right. Anyway, we could go on about this stuff forever, but I think well, we don't need the, to because we're no. going to do it later. That's true. Yeah, That's later, true. like how late? Like tonight? No. We're going to be doing it in October 2016, October 14th, right? Is that a Friday? Friday the 14th. We're going to be in Vegas. Yeah, we're going to be in Vegas. Not just singing because I'm awful. So do not come to see me sing on some side stage somewhere at some freak show or whatever. But do come Come to see him dance. (laughs) I might be a better dancer. I don't know. But when my voice changed, which I have more of a radio type voice instead of a singing voice. Although I'm still, I don't care what people think. I don't care if I sound awful. Although I guess I do because I'm making your ears bleed. I do want to make a point that we are speaking or doing rather a pre-conference at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Vegas. Yeah, 2016 in Vegas. All right, I'll stop. Um, and there's gonna, That's okay. It's, and we're going to go into more of the details because how long is that pre-con? Like three, it's hours. three hours, three, three hour hours, two three of us. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's going to be a lot more information that we're going to be able to share with you. And you might think, oh, my gosh, even what you just said is like either over my head, overwhelming, and I don't understand it. But guess what? You're going to be with us. And you know what you can do? You can raise your hand and ask a question. Because on the podcast, you can't really do that. You can leave us questions and comments on the show notes, of course. Speak pipe. Or SpeakPipe. Oh my gosh, that's right. I forgot about SpeakPipe. How can I forget about SpeakPipe? Elizabeth loves SpeakPipe. I love it. Yeah. And you can actually sing a tune if you want. Leave us a tune on if you can sing or not. Ooh. I don't care. Yeah, we'll play it on air. Yeah. As long as you want us to. But I think that would be cool. And we could even sing along. You sing on SpeakPipe and we'll sing along with you. We'll Ooh, do like we could little... play Name That Tune. They could just do a few notes and then we name... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I know my kids show. do that all the time. How about they Name love that. that Podcast? We could also do that. Right. So 
more so, information. Yeah. We should is, play that. Yeah. So we're doing this three-hour pre-con. I'm actually speaking on Saturday about networking and personal branding for nurse entrepreneurs. And then we're also doing a breakout session about podcasting on day three, which is Sunday. Yeah. So that's the thing. We are going to be there doing our pre-con on Friday. And if in that three hours, you still don't feel like you've got enough information, which I don't even know how that's possible, but hey, it could be. We're still going to be there for the whole week in Vegas. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be throwing it down the whole weekend. So we're available to you. Maybe not like we might be in the middle of doing some stuff, but that's a thing. Like you have access to us because we're at the conference. We can mm -hmm. even have a drink together. Exactly. And get a tattoo. It, and get whoa. a tattoo. So if you want to come along and get some ink and some drinks... <laughs> Preferably mm -hmm. the ink first and then the drinks. And go up with us to the top of that enormous Ferris wheel downtown, which is really fun. And if you've got some kind of motion sickness, we will do it in a place where there's nothing moving. The floor is completely static. It is not. It is stationary. And we can talk to you there as well. So, And you know what? Speaking of Vegas, what I want is pictures of the three of us at the top of the Ferris wheel, pictures of the three of us in a gondola at the Venetian you know, a picture of Kevin, you know, hugging a, a uh, slot machine as he wins a million dollars. Oh, my God. We have a lot to do. We better get on it. So Kevin mentioned that this was a two-part episode. It do you is. think that we could sort of wrap this one, get to the no next way. one so we can start packing? So, exactly. Oh, my God. I got so <laughs> many things I'm going to be bringing. So anyway, folks, yes, for those of you, this is part of a two-part series. We talked about the history of podcasting a little bit kind of how you can reach people. Yeah, I don't know. Go back and rewind and listen again. The benefits. I yeah, mean, the I benefits. think there's the benefits. You talked about that audience thing and those numbers and my head is blown. Yep. Oh, well, I don't know how she's... There you go. So Elizabeth will not be part of the part two. No, she will be. We'll put her head back together. We'll duct tape it back together and she will be back for the part two of this series. And we can't wait to have you listen in to find out even more benefits to podcasting. All right, so that was part one of a two-part series. We didn't go too, we went not too deep in everything because, again, we'd be here for hours. And we're going to be doing that at the pre-con, not to mention you guys are going to have so many questions. Now, you can reach out to us on rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 216 if you'd like. Uh, and we'll, we'll try to answer all of those questions. But at the pre-con, we'll really be able to go into more of a one-to-one -one or group sort of to one, whatever that is. That scenario and answer those questions because whether you have been podcasting, you just started out podcasting, you have no idea. I bet you have questions and I bet you we've got some answers because the three of us have been doing this collectively for years. We've also been doing this individually for years. And, you know, why wouldn't you want that learning curve flattened? Why wouldn't you want to kind of get that boost on starting your podcast? Before we get out of here, you know, before the start, before the end, before we end here, I do need to take another moment, yep, that's right, to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University, and they are amazing. This is online learning. It is very accessible. Our lives are chaos. It is a constant, and American Sentinel is trying to make this easy. So for those RNs out there who are looking to get the BSN, they need to get the BSN, their employer is like, hey, you need the BSN, 10 months, get it online, it's affordable, 
and you can flex around your schedule. And classes are always starting like every month, seriously, every month. I mean, that is convenient. Now, if you're looking for an MSN program, oh my gosh, they have those as well. Case management, infection prevention and control, nursing education, in, in nursing informatics, that's a biggie, nursing management and organizational leadership. And if you didn't want to start at the or stop at the MSN, if you really wanted to keep going, that's right, they've got a doctor of nursing practice. And that is also a leadership focused specialization preparing you to be faculty, a program director, dean, uh, you know, leading up nursing education programs. I mean, really, I think the sky isn't even the limit. I mean, you break through the sky, like with these online programs and what American Sentinel University is actually doing. So to find out more, head over to rnfmeducation.com and you'll get some more information. Oh yeah, let them know that we sent you. We would love that. And again, American Sentinel, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Now, I won't delay. Why don't we just roll out on this one because we have got another part in the series coming up. Maybe not immediately unless you're binge listening to us. So, and if you are, that's great. So take notes, rewind this podcast, go back and listen to it if you need to take notes on this one. But I can assure you at the pre-con, many, if not all of your questions will be answered. So in the meantime, go out, find that passion, be intentional, execute on those ideas, rinse and repeat. And we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio.